This is exactly right. I'm Babs Gray, and Nathan Fielder has manipulated me into being sexually attracted to Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Brandy Posey, and PSA, I don't care if you send me a thank you note. Let this knowledge set you free. <laughs> I'm Tess Barker, and if I didn't release my jaw when Beyonce told me to, it's never going to happen. Oh, and this is Lady <laughs> to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. <laughs> Welcome to the show. What's up, Ooh, guys? baby. Hey, hey, hey. Hello. It's something I wanted to talk to you guys about, and I don't remember, but anyway. We can talk about Nathan Fielder. Um, I texted Babs this already, but we were at the airport on Saturday, and I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to get a magazine for the flight. The New York mag had Nathan Fielder shirtless on the cover, and I like come <laughs> back to our gate, and Sean's like, what? <laughs> what? You like think he's hot? And I'm like, yeah, everyone yes. thinks he's hot. Like, (laughs) you don't like, (laughs) yeah. Can you not admit that this is an attractive man? Yeah. And then our, and then our friend Aaron was like, yeah, last night at work, we were talking about Nathan Fielder and someone didn't know who he was. And the bouncer just goes, he's a very attractive man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He is one of those people who it's like, it's funny because he's like nerdy. So we're supposed to pretend that we don't all think he's hot, but everyone thinks he's hot. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah. 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 Does he yeah. look hot in the cover or is he trying to look hot in the cover? Or like what's um, the vibe? I mean, he's shirtless. I think is he like, looks like jokey great. shirtless. Um, he's like <laughs> it's jokey Nathan Fielder jokey, like jokey right. deadpan. He's smoldering shirtless in a pool. <laughs> I mean Yeah, is deadpan is is it deadpan or oh, smoldering? Because yeah. those are like deadpan it's, and smoldering are the same. How would you thing, describe it, Brandy? Uh it's it's kind of an in-between face, honestly. <laughs> Here, Babs will send it over. Okay. Oh, I'm looking. Yeah, he okay. looks a little like you just woke him up, maybe. Yeah. yeah. There's like some yeah. cuter ones in the article. There's no, he's hot. I mean, but he's, he's hot. hot. Yeah. He's just hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> somebody was saying, and this is also one of my favorite parts of his show, is when somebody just says something totally fucking insane on his show, and he just goes, oh, okay. Yeah. he's always just coming up against like the most batshit crazy ass people oh (laughs) okay Uh, good times did you remember good times great oldies nope (laughs) no it's fine it it doesn't matter i have no fucking idea wow big development in the house over here just let everybody know oscar uh my roommate's cat is drinking out of jack's water bowl right next to me Oh. As if Jack isn't even in the house. So things are getting crazy over here. Damn, Oscar. <laughs> wow. Real baller move. On Jack's turf over here. I just saw a tail moving and I was like, that's not how a dog's tail moves. <laughs> <laughs> just back and forth like a little creep. <laughs> um, do we have any? Uh, our, our next Zoom show is September 4th. Come hang out with us there. We have a great time. Yes. It's the first Sunday of every month until the end of the year. So we're going to start getting to our holiday theme shows and that'll be really fun. Yes. Uh, and also we're coming up on our 
500th episode and our like full on 10 year anniversary of Lady to Lady. And oh my um, God. we want we want voicemails from you guys talking about like yes. listening to us over the last 10 years. We want to put some cool kind of like things together with those. So um, let us know your stories and like your experience with like Lady to Lady over the last 10 years. We would love to just hear that just for our own egos. Uh, and then, <laughs> but also we might play it up. I think it'll help yeah, remind us. Fuck it up. It's very yeah. surreal, right, to have been doing this this long. So yeah. I think like when lis- it'll help remind us like, oh, it is real. We have been doing this for yeah. 10 years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> have you come to one of our live shows? Have we met you in the road? Were you at Magic Mike in Vegas when we did that? Like, you know, like let us know. Yeah, just like tell us of like your memories with us and mm-hmm. the fun ones, please. Uh, we would love that. <laughs> yeah, when you started <laughs> listening, I mean, we have people run the gamut. You know, there've been people who've been listening the whole time. There's people who just started listening. We had someone tweeted us that she's been listening to like 12 episodes a week or something. Love that. Yeah. Catching up to now. Mm-hmm. So she's been hearing us like I said, like yeah. she's hearing us evolve into old ants like in real time. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, let us know. We'd love to hear that. Uh, We'll be doing basically, yeah, a celebration of 10 years, you know, over the rest of the year, sort of. So give us a phone call at 3236-BUT30. Let us know your thoughts and dreams related to Ladies Lady. And um, we'll be sharing. We do have our, we have a party coming up with all of our past guests and stuff. We'll be sharing pics from that. It's going to be really fun. And, I mean, we've got our 500th episode of French Stewart coming up. Lots of fun Ah, shit coming down the pipe. I'm so excited to see French. I know, I know it's gonna be so too. fun. <laughs> Very excited, um, yeah. and yeah, I and I have a a side project I started called Babstinence, where I'm not drinking for a year. It's a podcast, so go click subscribe. I guess I'll be in the third week, I think, when this comes out. So I think I'll have made it this far. So go check and see if I did, <laughs> but I probably I probably have. Um, we we believe in you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. You can find yeah. it wherever you get podcasts. Uh, Abstinence. Yeah, Hell I think yeah. that's you all guys, of our we announcements. Had a really fun episode for y'all today. Um, yeah, this was a blast. Our guest today is an award-winning podcaster. She's got a number of incredible podcasts. She's a culture critic, a royal watcher, and an author. Uh, she's got a podcast called When Megan Met Harry, which uh, is about, guess who? Megan and Harry. <laughs> uh, she also has a podcast called By the Book, where her and her partner go through different self-help books, and they do it by the book. And we just had a really fun time hanging out with her. Please enjoy this episode with Kristen Meinzer. Nailed Sweet. it. Love it. <laughs> love a professional team that does all the things I mean, so same intuitive. to you we're talking on air recording lights before we start rolling is, uh, I am yeah. in a closet though full disclosure this is a closet I'm in <laughs> I mean that's a professional podcast studio as far as, I, as, yeah. far as I know you know a that's where the best sound space. is closet yes. you have good audio yeah <laughs> talking shop kicking it in i love it yes <laughs> how are you doing Kristen? you're coming to us from brooklyn this what's well, afternoon for you now yes that's right live from brooklyn new york from my studio closet yes <laughs> <laughs> you know i think we all if you grow up with dreams of like being a performer putting things out there you never quite picture it being in the clo- in your closet, you know, <laughs> but it's just the reality that we all have adapted to. And it's beautiful in many ways. Yes. And when I was a little girl, there wasn't even such a thing as a podcast. So like now we're doing this thing that didn't even exist when I was born. Exactly. And also, can I say congratulations on having a closet that you can be in in New York? Because um, <laughs> yes, that in itself is a triumph, I think. Can I tell you what I learned about why that is? Why almost nobody has closets in New York? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because uh, back in the olden days, the um, the 
tax laws were such that if you could fit a chair into a room, it counted as a room. And so closets that were large enough to hold a chair were considered rooms, which, you know, in New York people, it's true that they will use closets as rooms. That little closet is maybe like the children's room or whatnot. So, um, yeah, most old buildings had no closets for that reason. Wow, that's messed up because they had cute clothes in the Gilded Age. They did. Oh <laughs> also, they, they took up a lot of room. room. Yeah. <laughs> but they only had like two outfits and they just like rotated back and forth. <laughs> right. It takes you like an hour to get into each one. Yeah. If you love- guys have to choose between a place that has an awesome closet and a place that has an awesome bathroom. What would you choose? I'm oh, going bathroom. 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 Yeah. bathroom. I'm closet. Really? Really? Yeah. Why? Why closet? Um, just I have a lot of clothes. And like it stresses me out when I can't see all my clothes. And I feel like as it is, like maybe it's a goldfish situation. Like the bigger the closet, the more clothes I'm going to get. But oh, yeah, a thousand like percent. The, the first thing I look at is a closet in, in a room. Like I need a closet. But Tess, I have to tell you, I can see all my clothes, even though I have almost no closets, because I use the floor robe. I almost never hang up anything in the closet. It's on the floor. <laughs> yes. It's on the thank chair. You. It is yeah, next yeah. to the bed. Crazy. It's hanging over the door. Yeah. <laughs> I, I pre- I'm floridrobe. I've never heard that phrase before. <laughs> very it sounds fancy. more elegant, doesn't it? Yeah, much more elegant than just there's piles of stuff. Piles. Yes. That's it's yes, my yes, pile yes. system, is what I call it. But yeah, my at my mom's <laughs> old house, me and my sister-in-law and my sister used to have. We just called it the pile, and it was just like this pile of the three of our clothes. And so you never had to like pack an outfit to go to my mom's house because we would just pull from the pile. <laughs> that's so great that's so great I love that I will say like being you know I just redid one of the bathrooms in my house and um I mean like a cheap very cheap rental DIY thing but it really made me want like yeah like a nice done bathroom and it's just like anything in an old house that needs work is I I just it's such a lipstick on a pig like situation everything I encounter because like every nook and cranny you're like oh this all needs to be just replaced but like I can't do that so you're just like all right here's a band-aid I'm just gonna do this for now yeah we're because Sean and I are like looking at houses right now and our realtor keeps doing this move like she'll take us into a place and she'll be like yeah what I would do is just take out this wall, put a fan there, put a fire pit <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, yeah. put a window there. And I'm like, we don't, this is all of our money. We don't, right. there's not going to be any taking out wall money. Yeah. <laughs> We're not getting a contractor. That adds an extra zero to everything. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, Chris, I want to talk about your you, new podcast, uh, Romance Road Test, where you you and your partner, you guys do like what it explain to us what it is. So you take kind of like old concepts of reigniting romance and you put them to the test, basically. Oh. Old and new. So my friend Jolenta and I uh, essentially just road test advice we find, whether it's, you know, in the ladies magazines that promise us that we're going to attract the man of our dreams right. or <laughs> whether it's, you know, a YouTube channel or TikTok or whatnot. And uh, we went on 15 dates with our husbands based on what this advice was. So the advice ranged from do something terrifying to reenact your first date, do the 36 questions, uh, introduce each other to your hobbies. And, you know, the the list of dates was wild and varied and things that worked with Jolenta and her partner usually didn't work for me and my husband <laughs> and oh, vice versa. Right. So yeah. the idea that this is universally applicable and successful advice 
nothing was universal. Uh, it really was almost every time if she loved it, I hated it or vice versa. Or our husbands frequently hated it too. Our, our <laughs> poor husbands who had to go through all of this with us. Yeah. I'd like to know how often the guys were like, I just did her in a fucking movie, babe. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite date? So um, my favorite date was the terrifying date, actually. So on that date, my husband, Dean, and I decided that we would rent a tandem bicycle and bike around. Oh, and, my God. And that could I, really go two ways. <laughs> yeah, I am not much of a bicyclist. I have been in bicycle accidents. I've been hit by bikes before. Mm. And my husband was just recovering from a mountain biking accident that put him oh, in the emergency God. room. So the idea of like, let's ride a tandem bike together was scary for both of us for different yeah. reasons. Yeah. And it was the best time. If you take a listen to that episode, just I, I'm going to give you a warning. Mostly it's just me screaming through the whole episode. <laughs> At the top of my lungs, I am screaming. But I had such a great time. The whole theory about the terrifying date is it kind of sets off the same endorphins in your head as when you're first falling in love or meeting somebody new. Mm -hmm. There's uncertainty. There's like, oh, how does he feel? How do I feel? All of those kinds of feelings come out when you're on a terrifying date. I shouldn't say how does he feel. It could be how does she feel? How do they feel? Whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. the idea is it... it kind of sets off all of those same things in your system and it confuses your system. So if you do want to fall in love with somebody on your first date, do something scary. Or if you want to reignite something special with your partner, go on a scary date. That's supposedly <laughs> what's supposed to happen. Go on with Jolenta, it didn't work quite as well, but Love for me, that. it definitely worked. Yeah. And so, but it has to be something that you're both like kind of equally scared of. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Mm. Yes. Oh, I, I like feel that. like tandem by, where did you, where did you write it? Uh, we, Rode in um, Brooklyn, there's a giant park called Prospect Park. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. they yeah. had tandem bicycles for rent there. And we rented the bike and we had the best time. Um, <laughs> so like I said, cute. I screamed the whole time, but but I loved it. I thought we would do it for 10 minutes, but we ended up using up the full hour rental. And wow. I, I am hoping we can do that again and again. I would love to at least once a year go on a terrifying date. If it gets oh less God. scary, next time you could also hire a Michael Myers to come out of the bushes at you. <laughs> yeah, you're going to really have to keep escalating this uh, scariness. <laughs> yeah, a tiny Chucky doll runs up to you guys that like a friend hires when they know the date's happening. That's Because right. it, it needs to scare both of you, so you need yeah, to have somebody know else know to hire something that scares everybody. I think yeah. mine would be... A grocery yeah. store and everybody knows our names, but we don't know any of theirs. And they're all like vague acquaintances. <laughs> oh, oh my God. A true nightmare. Ooh, that oh would bond God. you. <laughs> also, I like, feel like a tandem bike is scary because it's so cute that you're like, I'm so sorry, everyone. We're very in love. Like, <laughs> But two people on tandem bikes screaming in terror is very funny. <laughs> I wish I had gotten to see that because <laughs> that would make say, my weight. <laughs> by the end of that date, though, I was not just screaming I was waving at people so <laughs> I was like look I'm on a tandem mic hello everybody hello and so that added an extra bit of joy to the date was me screaming and waving at the same time of course because waving is fun I love waving <laughs> I love waving too I uh, I'm a runner and I, I I runners wave you know who likes a runners wave this is not a surprise but like grandpas they yes. love a runners yeah. wave they oh, love yeah. that stuff yeah yeah yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think like I, I would try this with me and Adam, but <laughs> unfortunately I'm calling him out. I think he's more scared of things than I am. 
<laughs> so like when we've been kayaking before and he was like fully we did the tandem kayak and he wanted to be done the whole time and i was like Aww. enjoying it and he's like we gotta get back we at some point we're gonna have to turn around so i'd have to like really search for like what is the thing that we're both scared of you know i gotta say i'm with adam there i i think, <laughs> I think tandem kayaking just seems like death on water like really? you flip what over you so scared of you're both strapped in you flip over you drown together i mean oh no, yes, you're not strapped you in you're though. Strapped you have in. a you have a thing, but you're not strapped, so yeah, you're okay. That's, that's only for like white water, like yeah. This is like a, a lake, okay. yeah, but white I think water sounds okay. terrifying. Yeah, white okay, water yeah, sounds yeah. really. I scary. think I can do a lake that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Like yeah, but calm water, yeah. But white water, yeah. I, that would be really scary. Yeah, you gotta be a pro because th- those guys, like, if they flip, they can't yeah, they fall flip, out. Right, they flip right. right. They flip back around and everything. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's why they're strapped into those. So, because it actually helps them because they got their oars to like whack them forward and stuff. Have you done that, Brandy? It seems like something you would have done. No, I've I I respect it though. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, like I've what, I like I like whitewater rafting. Yeah, whitewater rafting is super fun. But I, when I was a kid, uh, we went on like a church youth group thing where a, a woman like an older woman like well I say old, older she's probably in her 30s <laughs> uh, <laughs> she s- snapped her leg on this whitewater trip Ooh. and, and oh it, my God. It, it turned me off of whitewater after yeah. for, for a very long time I've si- I've done it since then but I remember but it's because she stood up at one point when she shouldn't have been standing up oh my God so I, I just and I remember being like a kid and being like Where's your God now, ma'am? <laughs> as like a five, as like like a seven year old, I was like, "This is a church trip. Interesting." You're a Billy Bob Thornton character all of a sudden. I mean, <laughs> did you expect anything less from seven year old Brandy? No. That's kind of. Remember <laughs> being like, mm, "This is ironic. Interesting." <laughs> You're so like, "Let scary. me rub this in her face." <laughs> yeah, snapped in there. Well, no, no, she she stood up. She like stood, when she should. I, but yeah, the the ones yeah, that are yeah. really fast people are sna- are yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, maybe yeah. we'll reach that mm-hmm. level, and then I will also be scared. Yes, I'll be, I'm sc- dying. I'll be scared. I don't know if Sean would do this with me because actually I know he wouldn't because he's expressed extreme disinterest. But <laughs> dying to go diving with great white sharks. <gasps> Hold on, are you going to be in a cage though? At least, yeah, I want to be in a cage. But okay, there's a yeah. place in San Francisco you can do it. And then the better place, I guess, is in Mexico. Because San Francisco, the water's really cold, obviously, and, like, a little bit murkier. But there's mm. a place you can do it in Mexico. It's, like, a three-day trip. And the water's a little bit warmer and more clear. And you can, like, chill in there with them for a while. Wow. Yeah. And silence on, on my <laughs> end of the mic. <laughs> I feel like it's, I like, I have to do it. Like, I, I feel like yeah. this really strong urge to Oh, yeah, you definitely do. Yeah. Yeah, I guess like yeah, in a cage, fun. in a cage, it's really like I mean, you know, yeah. I, Unless I, you're I, getting I wanna, like Jaws level shark, you're fine. Yeah, I mean, do, do they give you meat to throw out at them so they come closer to you? I think they do. I think they do. Chop oh, the water. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, so I've been diving with other. I always forget the name of the sharks I dived with in Hawaii, but it was one of the most spiritual experiences of my life. Like I, it was. Were you in a cage there too? I was in a cage. Yeah, and. Uh, in Hawaii, obviously, the water is like crystal clear, and yeah. there were th- those sharks. You don't have to chum the water because over like many, many years, they've gotten used to the sound of boats, meaning that there's going to be like crab thrown over the side, so they'll just come up. And sharks are awesome, right? Because they'll investigate any food source, yeah. uh, like my chihuahua, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so they'll just come up. And so we were the, in a cage, and there must have been like forty of them 
swimming around Whoa. us. And whew, while they're swimming around you, they're sensing your brain's electromagnetic waves. And I swear what? you can feel it. Yeah. Like no. it was the most cool, trippy, awesome experience. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. And aren't sharks like, aren't they all like a thousand years old? Yes. They yeah. Live forever they're and just they're- like... Yeah, yeah, just sea beasts. I don't know. I I respect sharks, but I think that I believe in a separation of shark and human. One hundred percent. Yeah, they can they can have that. I don't like being in a place where I'm not at the top of the food chain. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I guess I just feel like if we have these dinosaur aliens on the planet, I would like to see one up close. At yeah, least once. that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. No, they're I mean, that they're fucking birds. fascinating. Birds, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, are birds you into like, like rare birds? Um, well, my husband is from New Zealand, so every time we go there, we try to meet some of the birds there. So we've seen the royal albatross uh, when they come cool. home to roost, and their wingspan is fifteen feet. And then Whoa. we've seen kiwis in um, a rescue sanctuary. We've seen um, a few different kinds of penguins there because there are lots of different kinds of penguins. We went to a whole penguin retirement community where they oh come back God. every day from fishing and they just hang out in their little condos. I love seeing all the exotic birds whenever we visit his home country. So, yeah, I'm into all sorts of birds, but they're very special there. There was a... Um, uh, on Love Island, the British version, one of the guy's jobs was picking up the penguins when they fall over at the zoo. <laughs> oh my God. Well, perfect job. Specifically a perfect job. his job. I was like, oh, uh, <laughs> Also, if I was a penguin, I'd just be like, eh. I fall over all the time just to make like, that man I want earn to, his dollar. Yeah, I, w- I would definitely need a lot of attention. Yeah, I'd be falling over. <laughs> so wait, are the penguins in New Zealand hot weather penguins? Oh, gosh, there's a mix of them because New Zealand is actually pretty close to Antarctica. So some of really? them swim back and forth. And some of them, um, you know, are uh, a little bit more flexible with what kind of water they can deal with with different temperatures. But they vary a lot in size. The little blue penguins are only about a foot tall. And then you have, you know, the yellow-eyed penguins, which are like three feet tall. So they come in a wide variety of sizes. And uh, some of them just come back once a year, and some of them live there year-round. They're adorable. I love they, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm a nutty bird lady, and listen to me. I could go on and on about these birds. No, 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 no. no. Oh, I love I, it. We're, we're very into it. Do they have the penguins that have the mad scientist, like, hair? The little, like, yellow. <laughs> those are, like, empire <laughs> ones, aren't they? Or something? I don't know. I haven't seen those there, which doesn't mean they don't exist. They, they yeah. may exist. And one thing that's just adorable is all over New Zealand, there are penguin crossing signs. So you have to, you know, watch out in case penguins are crossing in this area. Oh, my God. New Zealand sounds amazing. Um, I remember reading an article recently about, like, there was a guy who was, like, an official town wizard that had been paid by the town just to be a wizard for, like, 30 years. And they just they just cut his funding. Yes, yeah, he was no. a weirdo. He's very upset about it. Is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> so is, is he just, like, appearing at stuff and being wizardy? Or what's it, what was his job? He was supposed to yeah. be kind of the town mascot. Like, I see. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, um, yeah. But he just took it upon himself to be the town weirdo and somehow became um, the, I, I don't know, an attraction in and of himself, I guess. So yeah. he's basically the Angeline. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> 100%. Okay. This, this reminds me of a conversation I had recently, which is how hard do you guys think it is to get a key to a city? And I know obviously probably depends on the city, but like, depends do you think city, yeah. that that's accomplishable if you just pick it? Yeah. 
a city, like a I small do. city. I think you, are we talking about you? I think you can totally get a key. I think city. me, but also I'm just wondering for any of us. Like, <laughs> I just am wondering, yeah. I guess like, I, I don't know what you'd have to do to get it. You know, I guess you'd have to save a city from disaster. That doesn't seem yeah. like the I option. I think people have gotten it for much less. I okay. Think, yeah. Yeah. I'm um, just, uh, I'm going to investigate this. This could be a long-term goal. Can we all just agree we're going to, in our lifetime, get a key to a city? Yeah, I That's think all of us could pull this just off, all agree we're going to do yeah, that. Yeah, it's a really good goal. I mean, I think another thing you could do is, like, if you changed your name to that city or did a stunt like that. Oh, that's oh, true. Oh, yeah. Maybe a tattoo of the city. A dumb tattoo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to do some research, but I just, like, wanted to throw it out there because I feel like that would just be a fun thing to have on your resume, you know? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep it with you at all times. Uh, yeah, a quick Google search. A quick Google search says the mayor or the city council decides to give it to you. So that's okay. who you have to appeal to. So maybe save the pet of a member of the city council. Ah, well, I mean, we do yeah. have the mayor. Th- that's a dog of Isle- he Idlewild. Oh, he, he died. died this week. He, oh, no. he just died this no. week. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah he okay. just passed away. R.I.P. Oh, Mayor Max. I know. Well, whoever his replacement is, I feel like if you bring enough treats, I could probably that's get the true. key to the city. <laughs> I think that's a great plan. Yeah. Uh, we need a dog mayor. I know. R.I.P. Mayor Max. Wow, damn, sorry, I didn't know I was going to bring it down. Randomly, it just, it's fresh, it's fresh. <laughs> yeah, it literally just though. happened. He yeah, had a great he, life. He absolutely and did. He, yes. he held more power than most of us ever will in our he lives. He wore a tie. He was, yeah, mayor of a very cute well, little mountain town. It actually, like, drives Sean, my husband, crazy because the, the late, we actually had a Mayor Max calendar in our kitchen for a while. Aww. <laughs> The woman who owns Mayor Max also has three other golden retrievers, and she calls mm. them all the mayor. She like refers to it plural, like the mayors, and Sean's like, "There's only one mayor. You can't have mayors. Like no. this is insane." And the calendar was honestly, I loved it. It was one of the most like unhinged pieces of literature I've ever read. Like every month was a different like fan fiction story about the mayors and the other animals in Idlewild, and like it was. Yeah, Some, that's perfect. That's exactly yeah. what you want from this. What a yeah. whimsical crisis of democracy. I love exactly. it. <laughs> exactly. It would switch from like first person to third person all the time. It was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to take a quick break and, uh, see, you know, I'll pick our cities where we're getting our keys from and we'll be back in a second, everybody. Hey everybody, welcome back to Lady to Lady. I'm Brandy. I'm Babs. I'm Tess. And I'm Kristen. Yay. Kristen, we're going to play a game with you. Um, I love games. Oh, good. Yay. Answer these questions, you know, however you see fit. There's no, there's no parameters. Yeah, sorry. There's not, you don't win any like chocolate or anything. It's just no. the game we of, can... the, the gift of talking with us. Oh my God. <laughs> I, speaking of chocolate, can I tell you guys, I was at my dad's house this weekend and my dad loves sees candy and I fucking forgot how good that shit is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seas really knows how to like I have very nostalgic feelings towards Seas and I enjoy the aesthetic they've kept up. Like the yeah. you know, the, the yeah, the shops. So yeah, yeah, everyone wears the little outfits and like it's a very like old school feeling. Yeah. Thing. And like it kind of does feel like I mean to my my uh my t- my palette, like good chocolate. 
Like it's, yeah. it feels like fancy chocolate still. Yeah, I think I so. Think They're high quality. It. Yeah, or it at least speaks to the how bad <laughs> regular everyday chocolate is. <laughs> <laughs> or probably in between somewhere. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> let's roll our theme song. Yeah. Who? What? Where? When? Who? What? Where? When? Who? What? Where? When? Who? What? Where? When? Okay, so if you can't tell, the name of the game is who went more wide. <laughs> and I'll, yeah, answer these however you see fit. And if you get them right, I'll mail you one of the keys that's in the drawer that I don't know what it is. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. There we go. Yeah. Key to Brandy City. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, Kristen, who's your favorite celebrity couple? Oh, I. this might sound like a cop-out, but I got to say Megan and Harry because... Oh, yeah. You know, I've been covering Meghan and Harry for years. I host a podcast about Meghan and Harry for Newsweek. Uh, <laughs> and she is the greatest thing that has ever happened to the royal family. I've said it before and I'll yes. say it again. They are a dysfunctional, inbred group of lunatics. She came <laughs> in there. She shook it up. She's not inbred. And she knows how to play the PR game. She knows how to dress. She knows how to speak beautifully. She was already politically active before she joined all of them. And she makes Harry happy. So... What's not to love there? And yeah. she rescued him from that terrible institution, and now they're living the life they want. So, yes. Oh, my God. Megan and Can Harry. I just say the Oprah interview is probably one of the most riveting pieces of television I have ever watched in my life. Like, I knew the royal family was fucked up. Obviously, I watched mm -hmm. all the seasons of The mm -hmm. Crown. I, I, my mom's a huge Diana head, so I was all into that, you know. But, like, oh, my God. The part... Where they where she talks about how they took her passport and her car keys. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like every family needs a Megan. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like that's like just the family institution. So like old and fucked up, and no one's willing to like stand up to anybody. And it was just like great. Yeah, she came in and like really mixed everything up. Yeah, and and Harry. He didn't like that life anyway. He made it clear many, many times long before Megan was in the picture that his happiest days right. were in the military because everybody just called him Harry there. Nobody really gave a damn about his bloodline or, you know, the mm -hmm. royal family. He just got to be a regular human being. And he said he always just wanted to be a regular person. And he more or less gets to be that with Megan, except, you know, wildly rich and well-known. <laughs> right, yeah, a little yeah, different. different you know? but, yeah, <laughs> a little bit different. Sounds yeah. great. And also, another thing I love about Megan is that she's from the Valley. Yes. <laughs> Don't we have people who, like, went to school with her? Danielle Perez went to school yes, with her. Yes, of course yes. she did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, was, I can't believe I even put that question down because, of course, that's your answer. But I'm also glad it gave us a chance to talk about them. Um, okay. Kristen, what do you do when a friend is dating a scrub? Oh, that is a <laughs> tough one. In the past, I would ruin the friendship by speaking up and talking about the fact that they were a scrub. But in my um, older and hopefully slightly wiser life, I'm like, you know what? This isn't my life. This is what they need to do. Unless they are specifically asking for my advice, I will keep my mouth shut. Um, and everybody loves differently, right? What one mm. person needs is not necessarily what another person needs. What my friend is getting out of that relationship is maybe, you know, something that's scratching an itch that I don't have. I have other itches that maybe they don't want scratched and so on. So um, unless I'm asked about it or unless it is obviously an abusive situation, I'm going to keep my mouth shut because 
this isn't me and what they need is what they need. Now, do you give a plus one to the scrub? <laughs> oh, oh, that's a very good question. <laughs> a plus one to them? Yeah. Meaning, meaning like if you have, if you have party, an event or something. Yeah. yeah. I, I will accept that they're going to show up there. That's just going to be part of it. It's going to happen. <laughs> and, and well, I think unfortunately, that, yeah. The yeah, thing with scrubs is... I've had those people at my events before. And yeah, maybe they did drink everything in my house. Or maybe they <laughs> did something gross in some way or another. But it's like, you know what? Th- this is my friend's choice to be with this person. That's fine. Totally. Yeah, I think like you can't... Uh, like you said, when I was younger, I... I spoke up but now it's just like you know you just gotta let people do their I own do shit. think a lot about like our generation like the older millennials like I, I might I don't know I might write something about this but I <laughs> honestly think the song No Scrubs transformed <laughs> our views on dating like I think that was <laughs> such a formative and important song but it didn't it's, I didn't I certainly didn't act differently because of that song oh <laughs> <laughs> that song came out before I dated many a scrub yeah but didn't it but you could label them you, at least yeah yeah that's true make you aware that they were a scrub like I think it like I, I think it positioned women where they should be which is like you're the prize right like, right, no, right, right, right. I don't want your number no I don't want to give you mine <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't necessarily practice what they preached so I knew it was just a song like right. okay guys. yeah yeah I like in real life <laughs> there, there was relationship drama with TLC right like, well yeah of course we all drama. can say we can all preach that and then yeah. you yeah. know following it's its own thing that's yeah. yours. That's true. I'm just imagining pitching a tandem bike to a scrub. <laughs> oh my god! Hanging on the tandem bike of my best friend's right. Yeah, Trying yeah. To at me. <laughs> okay. Let's see. When do you like to get shit done? Oh, um, I love to work. I love working all the time. I am like one of those Australian shepherds that um, tries to herd <laughs> people when they're just in the living room watching TV. I just love to work. I don't you have like a million working. things going. Like It's so awesome. You have so many projects. I'm very lucky that I have a lot that I can do. But I also have found that if I don't have a lot to do, I just don't do anything. Like when I only have one yeah. project on my plate, I'm like, ah, I'll get to that later. And then I'll go out with my friends. I'll see a movie. I'll go on a walk. And then the deadline's here. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I didn't even do that one thing because I kind of felt like I had all the time in the world. So I did nothing. Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. I do way more when I feel like, oh, I've, you know, this to do, this to do, this to do, this to do. And then I do all of it. And and then I always enjoy doing it. Like I said, I'm like that dog. I'm the dog that wants to work. So do you hit the ground running? Do you have a little bit of a buffer when you first wake up before you start answering emails and stuff like that? Or do you just go right away? Well, um, because of smartphones existing, I accidentally find myself answering emails at all times of day when mm-hmm. I really shouldn't be doing it. Um, mm-hmm. 
And that's one reason I held off on getting a smartphone as long as possible. I got my first smartphone like six years ago. Oh, I kept wow. pushing Congrats. it off because yeah, well, I was very, you. or maybe it was eight years ago, like right before I met my husband. So eight years ago, I got my first smartphone and I kept putting it off uh, specifically because I knew if I had one, I would start working at times when I shouldn't be. And I was actually doing that the other day where I was, you know, supposed to be just like, having fun and I was on a walk and now I'm answering work emails. I'm like, why am I doing this? And then I was at the doctor the other day and the doctor was asking me a question. I was like answering work emails. So um, <laughs> the, the the smartphone has yeah been a problem where I do end up working all the time when I shouldn't be working. I mean, it's so tough. Yeah, I've been trying yeah. to like have a time in the morning where I don't, but I still, I look at it first thing and then I'm like, okay, I'll do that when I'm done with my morning shit. But it's like, it's so impossible, especially when you're all of us, you know, we're small business owners, we yes. have to do it all ourselves. There's not anyone else answering that email. It's like you yeah. who has to do it. So, yeah. you and know, first thing in the morning, it's so easy just to grab the phone because the alarm's <laughs> right. going off anyway on yeah. my phone. So why don't I just look at the emails? And then <laughs> at bed, at bedtime, I end up reading everything on my phone too. And ugh, it's it's a trap. Phone is <laughs> a trap. And I find... Mm-hmm. I, you know, don't talk to me before I've had my coffee or whatever, but like, seriously, like I, when I'm not awake enough yet, I'll like misunderstand an email or misunderstand a text and then reply to it. And then I'll have like a cup of coffee and be like, oh shit, I read that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely like, I'm totally the same way where if I don't have enough going on that I don't get anything done. Cause it's just like, if my schedule's not fairly full, I'm like totally just like dead weight, you know? And it's like, mm-hmm. they, if, what do they say? Like if a body's in motion, it stays in motion. Yeah. Yes. If I'm like yeah. not doing anything, yes. I'm just going to like, uh, and then all of a sudden, right. I'm like, Oh shit. I have all the shit I've been ignoring. <laughs> yes. Wait, Kristen, yeah. when you're on vacation, do you work? Um, I'm, very embarrassed to say that I usually do a little bit. And I think um, I have only gone on one vacation where I didn't bring my laptop with me. Yeah. Wow. Which is, it's embarrassing. I don't like to say that out loud, but it's the truth. I mean, it is what it is. Like, I think that just that's just how some of us operate and you know what I mean like it might stress you out more to know that those things are building up than Mm -hmm. it does to just be like I'm just gonna do it now you know so whatever yeah Yeah. we all unplug in different ways and it's fine yes I'd say oh sorry oh no I just think having a flexible schedule is cool because you can travel with it but then I I am always like well the other half of that burger and then sometimes you have to work while you're on vacation yeah. And and I'd say that on vacation, though, I do generally set a rule for myself of like, you can only work first thing in the morning to answer the emails and get back to the urgent things. I, I don't let work take over my whole vacation. I, I just set aside times for myself, like before bed or first thing in the morning or at lunchtime or whatnot. But I know. And it's funny because like, if I'm out somewhere, I will maybe let a day or two pass, whereas before I would have done it right away. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, God, I let a full two days pass before answering this which should be fine <laughs> yeah. it should be yes. a totally it okay yeah. end of the world that but it's like we're so used to no. like yeah like if it's not back in five minutes you know because also like think how many people lag on replying to your emails oh yeah. totally not everyone is fast on email yeah, <laughs> yeah. i kind of respect it when i'm like okay <laughs> Look at you and your boundaries. Wow. <laughs> oh, you're not writing back to emails at three in the morning on a Sunday like I am. All right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I got to say. Done. Always had respect for Mayor Max. Was never worried about his email. So true. <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Kristen. Let's see here. Um, where is your favorite place to go for some me time? 
oh, me time, just me by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> usually on a walk, and I don't care where the walk is, but at least once a day I, I try to go on a walk just by myself. Um, it's not usually just by myself though, because sometimes I talk on the phone during my walks. You know, try to alleviate family guilt by calling people on my walks and so on. Listening to podcasts on my walks. Lately, I started uh, listening to celebrity memoirs on my walks, which is mm. super fun. Jessica Simpson highly recommend Open Book. She narrates it herself. There are points <laughs> in this book where she is literally crying while she's reading her story to you. So it's it's just fantastic. <laughs> wow. So. I, I guess my me time is, yeah, it's my daily walks. That sounds nice. Yeah, I'm dying to read the Jessica Simpson memoir, or I'll, I'll do it as audio. I did the podcast You're Wrong About, did a three-episode arc where they recapped it for three episodes. So I feel like I read it, but, <laughs> <laughs> but that was enough to get me to want to read it. Because, yeah, I, I want to read more celebrity memoir in general. Um, I'm pitching the Mariah Carey one to everyone. <gasps> I know. I need Meaning to of Mariah one. by mm-hmm. Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is. Uh, I'm on the wait list at my library for that one. Mm. You're in for a treat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> okay. Last question, the big one. We all want to know. See if you can answer this, Kristen. Why does everyone suck? Oh my God, they do, <laughs> don't they? God. <laughs> Why is that? Um, I I think that everybody sucks because they have yet to realize. The joy, the endorphin rush, the sense of purpose that comes from being kind to others and Mm. giving back. So uh, one of the podcasts I host is called By the Book. And on By the Book, my friend Jolenta, who I host Romance Road Test with, she and I live by the rules of a different self-help book for two weeks at a time while recording ourselves so you can hear how each book enhances or destroys our lives. And we've lived by everything from the subtle art of not giving a fuck, to the life-changing magic of tidying up, to the secret to everything else. And what I have found is all of those books, we've lived by almost 100 that try to tell us how to be happy. The only ones that have really made me happier are the ones that encourage me to practice kindness, charity, altruism in the world. And if more people would just do that, I think this sense of emptiness and loneliness and longing and why am I here and how do I love and you know, why am I lonely? All of those things would be alleviated for a lot of us if we just focused a little bit more on what can I do today to make someone else's life better? And then we would all suck less if we did that. That's what I think. (laughs) I love that. That is beautiful. That's your, yeah. Thank you. That was a wonderful answer. (laughs) I have a follow-up question about the life-changing magic of tidying up because I think Babs and I, Brandy, did you try it? Mm -mm. Okay. We both gave up, right, Babs? Neither of us did it all. Was that Marie Kondo? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I did it. No, I did it. You did it yeah, down Babs to the folding? It. I didn't do the folding, but I pretty much did it. Did you do the that. folding, Kristen, as a floor drobe haver? <laughs> <laughs> I, I did the folding. I did everything according to the book. I take every bit of advice from every book so mm-hmm. literally that some people think I'm exaggerating or making things up for comic effect. <laughs> but actually, no, it says in the book that we do have to dry our dishes on the fire escape because a dish drying rack is a terrible bit of clutter for the eyes to see. I did remove the labels from all of my canned goods because God forbid you see visual clutter when you open your pantry. <laughs> I did, after each God. time I use the shower, wipe off the soap, the shampoo, and the conditioner and put them away so that nobody walking into my bathroom would have to be assaulted with the visuals <laughs> of what I clean my body with. Um, I did everything. And because, 
everybody knows the first few steps of the book, which are essentially like pull out all your items, touch each item to see if they spark joy. If yeah. they don't spark joy, donate them or throw them away. But all that other stuff is hard. Yeah, like, that's really hard. Yes. Opening your pantry door and not knowing what actually is in any of the cans because you pulled off all the labels. <laughs> that's hard. I'm, I'm, that's crazy. That's also crazy. I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and say <laughs> yeah. that's bullshit and that's crazy. Yeah. Because, like, oh, so no, the peas. Someone saw that you have five cans of peas. <laughs> I mean, for I think, shame, for shame upon you. The like. What? The pre-step to does the, all the TikTok trends now of putting all your stuff in glass jars and shit so yeah. you can see them. But and then you're buying more stuff to put the other stuff. So you're creating more mat. Well, hmm. Can yeah. I tell you and guys, though, yeah. what I did yeah. recently? This is the opposite of taking your labels off, but I did this like, I think two or three months ago, and it's still in effect, and I'm loving it. I took masking tape, and I made like five rows in my pantry for my spices, and mm-hmm. I arranged my so that they each have their own row where I can see every label. Mm. And I arranged my spices by alphabetical order. Ooh. And it is fucking awesome. Oh, I, that's smart. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you know when that's you're great. cooking and you're like, I know I have fucking tarragon. I know I have fucking right, tarragon. And right. it's just like this mess of bullshit. And so you yeah. have like five bottles of tarragon because you have to buy a new one every time because you can't <laughs> find it. Now no. I just reach in. I know exactly where it is. Boop. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That nice. is per- that's perfect. That's exactly what you should do. Don't take the labels off all of your spices. That is so <laughs> funny. <to> t- <laughs> that is man. That is someone's OCD trying to pass it off as of a lifestyle choice. I don't. <laughs> uh, spoiler. That's most self help books. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> Can you tell us what your like least favorite one was, or least favorite experience at least? Oh my gosh, I hated The Secret, and I kind of hate any other book like The Secret, which includes The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, mm-hmm. any of those books that are like, yeah. if you believe it, you can be it. All you have to do is visualize it and send out your energy into the universe, and the law of attraction will bring it back to you. And the whole theory of those books is that essentially the people who get what they want, they just wanted it more. Yes. So, yeah. so yeah. you know, Jeff mm-hmm. Bezos, he just wanted it more than yeah. more people who <laughs> are living with structural racism and, you know, inequalities that are, you know, far beyond uh, what you can visualize. It's like, you know, yeah. I, I don't actually think that the people who are, you know, living in a in a situation with, you know, extreme poverty because of the absence of a social safety net, I don't think those people believed less that they deserved good in life. They, But according to all these books, they did. The people right. in the Holocaust, yeah. it even says in The Secret, people in the Holocaust, people with cancer, they maybe just didn't believe hard enough. No, oh, it says that? So oh, awful. Yes. Wow. Yes. Whoa. Jesus That's so cruel. Well, yeah. And, I don't remember that. I read it a million years ago, but yeah. I don't remember Yikes. That, but. Well, yeah. it's also like the complete inverse of what we were talking about with like extending kindness to other people in so many ways because it's like making yourself such the center of your universe that you're such like a narcissist of like, good things come to me. So if good things don't come to you, um, that's because you don't want them, not because <laughs> yes. I should do them for you and just be a kind person that like extend like none of none of that stuff is about extending it to other people. No, you know? not it's at about all. Right. You, how you get it, how you get the thing that you want yeah. the most. Well, it's also like complete bullshit. Like I'm sorry, I, yeah. I, one thing that stuck yeah. out to me when I read The Secret a million years ago is there's one part where she's like, take all your bills and instead of thinking of them as bills, pretend that they're checks coming in, and it's like. Well, then who's going to pay your fucking bills? (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah. And I think it's like, I mean. I just spilled coffee on my computer, guys. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Uh Uh-oh. 
Let's pause. <laughs> oh no. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, the secret. The secret was here. <laughs> came, came she the secret didn't want to protect together. her equipment enough. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. The secret, like, La Llorona came in and was like, fuck you. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of the four-hour work week one? I saw that was on your list. I haven't oh read it. But. Gosh. The four-hour work week is, it's another yeah. white, privileged dude who to essentially is, is saying, a like, nightmare. If I can do it, anyone can. It's like, well, maybe the reason you can do it is you were born on third base and you already had all these advantages and you had all these connections and so on. And it's like the idea that if I can do it, anyone can only applies to the other one percenters out there who who have all your advantages. So it it drove me nuts. The idea that Mm -hmm. I should wake up, you know, early every day and do this checklist of things and then... Um, take yeah. advantage of all my friends by staying at their places for free, essentially, and then mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and, and then sell supplements and other like made up businesses, which are essentially yeah. like, are you trying to get me to join your MLM? Oh my all, god, oh. All, all of this 100%. stuff. And then he also the four hour work week author essentially by the end seems kind of miserable. Like he runs out of things to do to fill his hours every day. And he's like, well, yeah. I tried horseback archery. I tried being a movie star. I tried this and this and this. And yeah, the biggest problem is just I get bored. And it's like, well, maybe it's because you don't have a sense of purpose because you're not making mm-hmm. or doing anything or building relationships during your right, extra time. Right, right. Was he successful in becoming a movie star? Um, no. In in some market in Asia, I forgot which um, country he was in. It might have been Hong Kong. He got to appear, I think, in a few movies. But I don't know what that means when he says he appeared in them. Like maybe he was a background person, or <laughs> yeah. you know, like, his way like maybe a, there was a big yeah. war scene, and maybe he was riding a horse with his archery mm-hmm. set. I have no idea. No, nah, Tim Ferriss is such a psychopath. Like being an extra Ugh. didn't make me happy. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't like a part of the book too is also like yeah and then like hire people in other countries to like be your personal assistants for like five dollars a day or something yes. so it's just like that's a lot of it yeah like, oh, that's how oh, your that's expenses right. by right. taking right, advantage right. of people so step on the necks of other people cool yeah exactly yeah. it's just really he's 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 i used to listen to his hate listen to his podcast because i'm fascinated because he's like the He's like a crystallized version of everything that I hate in a human being. So it's just like an interesting sociology choice to like pay attention to Tim Ferriss. And he would always like start every podcast with like a new uh, Japanese phrase that he had read or like a quote by Sun Tzu or something. And then I just remember he would all of his guests was like 90% dudes. And there was always a silent wife sitting in the background that he would like acknowledge just for a moment. And I remember him one time being like, Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, like, kids sound really fun. I'm, like, still trying to figure out the wife component. But, you know, we'll get to kids. It's oh, my like, God. That's how you view a person that you would share your life with. Okay. The wife component. Yeah. The wife <laughs> component. Who doesn't want to be a wife component? Yeah, exactly. The four-hour wife. Next book, yeah. The four-hour yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have to take another break. We'll be right back, everybody. <laughs> everybody we're back on lady to lady i'm babs i'm brandy i'm tess and i'm Kristen. and now it's that time of the show where we give advice to y'all uh hit us up if you have anything 3236 but30 is the phone number and you can email us at lady to lady comedy at gmail.com 
Lady Problems. calling you from the back alley of my house. Um having a little bit of a lady problem. Um wanna keep it short, but my sister is breaking up with her longtime boyfriend um to finally move out of our childhood home at twenty five. Um she finally did it and she's obviously very upset and um I feel very selfish but she is moving here uh, with me in Northern California to, you know, finally get space away from our mom and do something different. She's had a really tough go of it for the past five years. My dad passed away like five years ago and she decided to take over his construction business. Um, and yeah, she's just been stuck in like the same cycle and hasn't had a chance to be independent. And she's finally breaking up with her longtime, even high school boyfriend and, I'm just struggling trying to figure out how to support her in this change and let her know that it's going to be okay. Um, And, yeah, just going through that. All right. Well, thanks, ladies. Have a good one. Wow. Well, I mean, you're doing – she's moving in with you, right? That's what she said? Yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah. So you're you're doing it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hats off, Haley. You are a fantastic sister. And Mm -hmm. the fact that you are accepting her as she is and that you clearly have empathy for what she's going through, it sounds like you're not judgmental at all about this. And the fact that you bring all of that to the table, plus a home, yeah, Mm -hmm. you're you're already doing it. And just my advice is just to whatever you said in that message to us, to make sure that you're extending that same stuff in real life to your sister, that lack of judgment, that kindness, and that empathy. And I'm guessing you're already doing that. You sound like a great person. She sounds amazing, doesn't she? She does. Yeah, yeah, your sister's really lucky to have you as a sister. And yeah, I mean, sounds like you're already mindful of it, but she is going through a breakup. This is a big life transition. Your sister sounds young. She might hit some some uh, divots on the road and you know just like it, just know that that's going to happen and, and she's going to be living with you obviously you want to set like boundaries if it, if it gets out of yeah. hand but like also just be patient with her and I guess just let her live her life and let her make some mistakes I mean I think it's good to make mistakes and get a little bit messy when you get out of a big breakup or when you're out on your own for the first time and just know that that's going to happen and, and the best thing you can do is is just be a good friend to her and be there for her and yeah, just be open-minded and yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're giving her, you know, this incredible gift of, you know, you're going to be living together. So you're going to be there for her every day. And so just that level of, you know, I feel like it would be harder to maybe pull off if you were going to be doing this long distance. You know, it's it's harder to be there for someone when you're not around them all the time. But the Mm. fact that you're going to be together every day, I think just means that since you do seem like a, a great, supportive person already that just that day-to-day you know routine of you two being in each other's lives and you being able Mm -hmm. to be there to support her is going to be a huge help for her so it's really awesome that you can do that absolutely one thing that I think that like don't do it now but I think maybe in like six months have a conversation about like her either living on her own or not with a family member too because she's only lived with her mom her entire life and now she's moving mm. with her sister. Mm-hmm. So there's still, you know, you're this is this is a big step towards independence, but I do think that like 
be be mindful. I just wouldn't want her to like fall into similar things like with a sister that you would like with with like still still a family member. Like that's right, not a conversation right. for now, but that is a conversation I think like six months from now or something to be like, you know, figuring out what that next next step is mm-hmm. eventually. Yeah, something sure, where it's like, advice. you know, you obviously mm-hmm. want her to be able to be as independent as possible. So yeah. something where it's like, you know, this is great and like maybe in a year or two we evaluate mm-hmm. where we are and see if, you know, it's better for us to because obviously living with a sibling can be really hard too, I'm guessing, yeah. and you're gonna run into some things mm-hmm. that are tough. So be mindful that, you know, you don't let your support of her overshadow your needs. I think that can be really easy when someone's going through something. Um yeah. and make sure that you, you know, you do set boundaries and stand up for yourself when you need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, you're very sweet and you're cr- sounds like you're crushing it and yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, I'm ex- I'm I'm excited for you guys to live together too. It's also like that's a fun thing as like adults to to get to have together. Yeah, have a clothes pile. Floor <laughs> 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 drop for two. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, what else we got? Hey ladies, um, I have a lady problem. So I am getting married. Well, I've been engaged for probably five years at this point. Um, and just now I'm finally putting things together uh, for the wedding. Um, and I'm having a really hard time, like, picking people and just, like, picking things in general. Like, I just, I don't know. Like, I feel like most little girls, like, dream of, like, their wedding day, and I'm just kind of like, oh, it'd be cool to have a party, you know, and I get to wear a wedding dress. That would be cool. Um, so I'm just having trouble with that. So I don't I don't even really know, like, how to form that into a question. But, like, how do I, how do I um, get into the wedding spirit, I guess? I don't know. I feel like. Me and my partner have been together for 13 years. We've been living with each other for a long time, too. So I just, uh, I don't know. I feel like we're already married. We have a couple kids and stuff. So it's kind of hard for me to get, like, psyched about it. I mean, maybe once, like, you get closer and I start planning more things, I might get more excited. Who knows? But also, like, side question, like, how do you involve somebody in the wedding without, like, actually making them part of your, like, wedding party, you know? Like, so my sister, older than me, um, we're not super close, but still love her. And I don't know, I don't want her to be my maid of honor, but I want her to be something. So, love you guys. Oh. Oh. Well, I'm hearing a lot of things there. I'm hearing you want a party, you want a nice dress, um, you... um, just want to enjoy yourself. These are some of the things that I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. And as somebody who got married in a bar, that'd be me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd say do those things and don't get caught up in the wedding industrial complex. You didn't dream of getting married as a little girl. That's fine. Yeah. Neither did I. Um, just have fun with the day. Don't take it so seriously. Don't get caught up in the shoulds or the woods. Just focus on those things you want, which is like, I want to wear a nice dress and I want to have a party. That's all you have to do. My husband and I, we sent out a mass email. Um, We had a playlist on an iPhone. And 
That was about it. We ordered in pizza. We invited 150 guests and 165 showed up. And, you know, just like treat it like a fun party. Tell everybody to wear their best party clothes. And it it doesn't have to be a big deal. I just think the wedding industrial complex is pushed on Mm -hmm. women so hard from such Mm -hmm. a young age. And I say, screw all that. Don't buy the bridal magazines. Don't visit the bridal websites. Just make this what you want, which is a party where you get to wear a nice dress. I agree with that a thousand percent. Yeah, I think you have to start with your priorities. For me, the dress was a big priority too. I was like, I'm going to throw down on my dress. I've always wanted a wedding dress. <laughs> that's going to be a big budget item. And so sounds like that's it for you too. So like, you'll have fun with that part. So allow yourself to just make that be one of the more expensive things you do is your dress. Because that sounds like it's a priority for you. Um, and yeah, if you the choose, if you're going to go like the traditional venue route, my advice is definitely choose a venue where they take care of almost everything for you. I did not do that. I like started with a blank canvas and I had to find my own trash cans, my own toilets, my own blah, blah, blah. That was so stressful and exhausting that like always my advice to people getting married is like choose somewhere where they're going to find the photographer for you and the, and the flowers and all that. If that's not something that you're interested in handling. I was very fortunate. A friend did my flowers. Shout out to Susan Burke. My flowers are beautiful. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's another thing too. I think if you have, creative friends that can be a fun way for it to be a fun thing because my friend did do my flowers so like I had fun going to lunch with her and talking about what kind of flowers I wanted and her coming over and looking at different flowers and stuff so that can kind of make it feel more like a fun exciting thing than a chore is involving people that you love and that you're going to be excited to have their energy on that day because they're also going to be the people that are like kind of close to you that day um and then to that end I think that's how you can involve your sister is maybe in a role um I think uh, you know, we didn't want a religious wedding, but I still wanted readings at our wedding. So we had um, people read like different quotes from books that I like at my wedding. So the people that weren't in the wedding party, I had them do, I had three people do readings. So I think that's a way that you can involve people in the ceremony without having bridesmaids or, or groomsmen or things yeah, like that. Yeah, I've seen, I've mm-hmm. seen a few weddings now where people have readings that, you know, from loved ones who aren't necessarily in the wedding party. I think that's a great way for yeah. them to get involved if they want to do that. If they're too shy for that, you know, then... They might be a fine just not do, you know, she might not even want to do anything if she doesn't want to do something like that. But um, I mean, I would just say I identify with you a thousand percent. I'm never someone yeah, who's thought same. about their wedding. I, it's never been like growing up. It was literally just never something I thought about. Uh, so, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'd like to look hot and it'd be great if all my friends were there. Like, that's like yeah. you know, all I can <laughs> Yeah, think that's kind of the extent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah you yeah. know, and I think like, yeah, start with the things you would be excited about. Like, you know, do you like putting together playlists or you know what I mean? Just like small things that you think on their own are, are fun. And that could just like ramp up your excitement for the thing in general, you know. Uh, but all you know, you don't. I, I and I'm just putting this out there. Like, if this is something you do not want, you also don't have to do it. Like, if if it's something you yeah. are like, you know, actually, like I do feel like we're married, and I don't want to deal with all this shit. You don't necessarily have to, or you could mm-hmm. rethink. You know, maybe you do a courthouse thing, and then like up, just have a party or something. Like that's you, yeah, yeah, that's not I was required. Suggest. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. we've we've had friends that have done like a courthouse thing with like two witnesses or something, and then like a party afterwards. That way, you're not doing all the pomp and circumstance and worrying about like all the all that kind of stuff with everybody or whatever. And then you let everyone to a party, and then that's just it's a party. So there isn't like roles for people or whatever. Right. It's like an elevated thing. Cause obviously you're all there celebrating it and you know, mm-hmm. have the extra level, but it's not the same as like, you feel like, yeah, everyone has to like have a, a certain thing going on. Um, mm-hmm. 
You could also get your sister um, to do the creepy garter thing for you if you really want. Oh, God. Um, oh, God. You could be like, can you handle that, please? I'd like to not do that. <laughs> I'm going to stand up for the garter thing. I like it. And <laughs> Are you going to do it if you have a wedding? Maybe. I don't. I mean, I don't know if Adam will want to do that, but I just don't. I don't care about it, I guess. I don't have like a thing yeah, yeah, against yeah. it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right, it's fine. Yeah. I did buy an Eagles garter. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know this. That's so funny. <laughs> but like my dress was so skin tight that there was like no, no. way. Like <laughs> that thing was sewn onto my body. So <laughs> that is so funny. Oh my God. <laughs> Can I interject? Because I just have one yeah. more suggestion for the sister. Please. So yeah. you want your sister involved, but a lot of people, when they get invited to be involved in a wedding, actually kind of hate it because they're like, now I have extra work to do and now I have to spend extra money. So Mm -hmm. my advice is anything you invite your sister to do, don't make it extra work and don't make it like, oh, now I have to spend $500 on this or that or this or that. So one easy way to do that is, um, in my case, uh, my sister, my parents are dead. So I had my aunt and my sister walk me down the aisle. And my husband, oh, um, he had his sister and his that's mom sweet. walk him down the aisle. So we had somebody on each arm accompanying us down the aisle when we got married. The that's aisle sweet, being yeah. the bar. But yeah. um, <laughs> the, the other thing is maybe you can ask your sister, will you be the witness when it's time after the wedding to sign oh, the wedding great. certificate? Oh, that's, that's a, really that's cool a great idea. Involved. I like and that. And that's something that's small great. and simple. But then mm-hmm. it's also meaningful, and she's part of history on a document for you. And mm-hmm. it's very low lift, um, doesn't cost her anything, but she gets to feel very special. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good idea. That's a great idea. You I could also yeah. do, um, I mean, depending how performative your sister is, you could also do a sister dance. Ah, that's cute. You could have her give a that's sister cute. toast if she wants to give a sister mm-hmm. toast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. I mean, they can be, and they are like, I mean, it is don't like exactly like Kristen said, like, don't get caught in the bullshit. Everything is, is, is competing against your sanity. Uh, and just let it we go. We need to like start an anti-wedding industrial complex <laughs> industry where it's like, because anytime you put the word wedding on it, it automatically costs 60% more. So I don't know how we yeah. combat this, but <laughs> somehow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But exactly. good luck. I mean, congrats. And I think you'll find ways to be excited about it and make it your own. And, you know, and yeah. that's all you can do. Yeah. Email, email us a picture once you have once you have it. Want to see the dress? Yeah. Yes. Oh, one more yes. suggestion I have from the wedding we just went to. I thought it was like the cutest thing. Um, our friends who got married are both bartenders. And so how they did their greeting line is they served drink the first round of drinks. So they sat behind the bar and everybody that's like we all oh, got to go up and say hi so to them. Cute. Yeah, so mm-hmm. maybe if there's something that, like, is very you and your husband that is, like, maybe a little outside of the box and you're like, oh, that would be kind of, like, fun for us to do that. Like, that's not mm-hmm. really traditional. That might also be a thing that gets you kind of excited. Yeah, they also did a, a voicemail guest book, which is really cute, where there was a phone set up and you pick it up and it just goes to a voicemail of both of them and then the, you leave them a voicemail instead of writing it down. That was really cute. So I think there's a lot of cute modern, like, things you can do that might make it more fun as well totally uh good luck (laughs) well kristen thank you for hanging out with us and it's been so much fun oh my gosh this has been such a blast i feel like such a lady yay i feel it (laughs) (laughs) let everyone know where they can find your 10 million podcasts and anything else (laughs) that they should check out 
Well, you can find out everything about me at kristenmeinzer.com. I have links to my podcast, to my books there, including the Amish romance novel I wrote in less than two weeks, Um, uh, recent appearances, and so on. There's links to all of that on kristenmeinzer.com, or you can just follow me on Twitter or Instagram. I'm at kristenmeinzer. I will say the Amish romance novel's name is, what I was just looking at it, what does it return to? Return to Intercourse, to which intercourse. is the name of a town oh. in Amish country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes. I, have a, I have an That's I Love Intercourse so PA uh, magnet, but I was like really loving recur- Return to Intercourse. So congratulations. That must have been <laughs> so fun to write. <laughs> it was amazing. stressful. It's hard to write a novel in under two weeks. I'm just going to say, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, keep crushing it. Thank you so much for joining us. And Thank you, guys. See you next time. We'll Thanks, talk everybody. Bye bye. Three, two, three, six, but 30. It's six, but 30 somewhere. Hi, ladies. Long time listener. Um, I'm listening to the episode where um, you guys are talking about your feet growing um, through pregnancy and uh, wondering whether it's like the bone or whatever. Um, it's actually the tendons and your feet, every like all of your ligaments when you're pregnant become like loosened. That way your like hips can widen and all that good stuff. And uh, the ligaments and your feet just kind of get all loosey-goosey and your feet just kind of expand a little bit because of that. And then they never go back afterwards. So, um, yeah, I grew a half size. None of my shoes fit. I still wear them. It's very painful. Um, yeah, anyways. Anyway, for Daddy. That was my daughter. Have a good day. Hi, ladies. I listen to podcasts a lot when I'm in the car, when I'm cooking. Whenever I have downtime, it's just me. But I am a teacher who just started work this week, and my brain is fried. So I have been listening to nothing when I'm in the car doing things by myself. But today, after school, I had the mental capacity to listen to something, and I showed the podcast. And I was so happy that I showed yours because... You were talking about teachers, and I want to let you know that from our perspective, running into students at the grocery store is also very funny. We talk about it a lot. Um, You ladies are amazing. I really appreciate your humor. I am a convert from MSM, but just want to say really appreciate what you're doing. Love you. Bye. Lady to Lady is produced by Katie Levine. Get tons of bonus content, discounted tickets for live shows, and lots more at patreon.com slash lady to lady. Follow us on Instagram at lady, the number two, lady comedy, and give your input on lady problems and get info about upcoming live shows. And hey, don't forget to follow our individual accounts on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Babs Gray, Brandazzle, and Testify Barker. Follow Lady to Lady on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, you can rate and review the show. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Lady to Lady merch.